0: welcome back to another episode of caps off by the game Damn. day we've got a special guest in the house felipe who we got who we got who we got
1: big time i'm sure you had a, a nice little intro set up now i gotta jump in but not nah, big time alex caruso everybody knows him on twitter insane growth over the past like two years
2: year and a half year and a half two which years, is insane
1: yeah. like almost 100,000 followers on twitter are it's you there crazy. yet
2: i just hit it like two days ago
1: let's go oh! Oh! But yeah, big fantasy expert. Really glad to have him on and just talk football and talk a little fantasy shop right yeah. now. yo, Absolutely. I mean, look, taps off. We're on, we're
0: at like 400 followers on Twitter, so like we're close. You <laughs> <Yeah. know>? like <laughs> Thanks for coming on, on, though, that. bro. Oh,
2: happy yeah. to. It's, it's the best time of year. This is football every single day. It feels like there's a game every day, even when there's
0: not a game going there's on. This true. is the game. Yeah, this
2: is this, is, this the game, is the game. So I'm excited. Fantasy season is underway, and we're just trying to win championships, baby.
0: Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you're if you're just tuning in, obviously on TikTok, on YouTube, on Twitter, or anything on Twitter, you probably see. Alex Caruso's work um, the guy is tweeting millions of times a day and it's <laughs> probably helping you win your league already but if you don't follow Alex on Twitter right that's your biggest you'd say that's your biggest platform oh easily make sure to go follow Alex on Twitter at Alex Caruso those on TikTok it's those not on the YouTube. NBA
1: player by the way it's, it's like not, well, it's, a, it's a
0: distant relative that's crazy distant. you
1: have the Alex Caruso handle though
0: yeah I, I actually got it from somebody
2: like three years ago like I DM'd whoever the guy uh, had it was and I was just like please give me it and we made a deal yo, and wow. uh it, it paid off. It so. cost you a little bit of money? It, yeah, it was four hundred bucks. Oh, oh, that's not that bad. bad. Was, well, I thought, Well, this was when Alex Caruso played in the Lakers. So he thought this oh. was going to be worth like big time. And he was like, I mm. want a thousand. And I was like, no, like, I'll give you 200. He's like, four and it's a deal. But the thing is, it's not one of those things you can negotiate. Right, so right. it was literally like, he said, "Like I'll just take it off and right. I'm going to trust you'll pay me. And I was just like, well, if I ever like get a big following, I have to pay him. I can't yeah, scam this yeah, guy because so if to. I ever like grow yeah, to 100,000 followers, like, It'll be worth it. Yeah, and, I think uh, it's worth it right hey. now. You have the Alex Crusoe is that's it the it.
1: Alex Crusoe or at, at just, Alex at Alex Crusoe? Oh,
2: that's a good yeah. cool one. Yeah, lucky. Lucky.
1: I peeped uh out the the basketball player Alex Crusoe's handle the other day. It's just something that has like I don't it's think like his a, name is in it. A C Fresh or something AC Fresh, like that. Like oh <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, so. same
2: same name gang, baby.
0: Yeah, I would, take, I would rather Alex Crusoe than yep. AC Fresh. That's would, way better. I don't want to be <laughs> yeah, AC Fresh. You think he's better? Fresh. Um, but yeah, we got a lot of fantasy football to talk to, yeah, uh, talk through. Obviously, we have a fantasy expert. This is the Fantasy Recaps episode on a Tuesday. So make sure to submit your fantasy questions. We will get to them at the end of the show. So submit them, any waiver wires, any reactions, rest of season values. Alex will be able to answer everything. So we're going to throw the kitchen sink at him, and we'll talk through some things. Um, but before we begin, make sure to go to thegameday.com slash promotions for all the best DFS promos. So there's a lot of DFS offers out there. Go to thegameday.com slash promotions. You're going to find the best ones. Where do I want to start? The only place I want to start is with my own team. Okay. (laughs) What do you make of this Dolphins situation? Obviously Raheem Mostert had 45 fantasy points. Devin A. Chain had, well, I think it's Devon uh, A. A Chan, as Adam Schefter is now saying, had 51 fantasy points in his first game. What do you make of this Dolphins backfield situation? out of the gate. What, what are your thoughts?
2: Well, I think the the surprising part was like they, everyone sees both guys scored four touchdowns. So right. like, what do we make of it? They both had 40 fantasy points. Like mm-hmm. what could possibly go wrong? But the, what the fantasy people have been saying is that like, a-Chan actually played way more snaps than Mostert with the yeah. starters. Like it, it was mm. still close to like a 50-50 split, but for Mostert to like clearly be the guy for the first couple weeks, and then out of nowhere they implement A-Chain yeah. in, and then he was already the like number one guy. That says to me they wanted to be the whole season. They yeah. draft him as a third round pick. They've been kind of waiting to unleash him. And Mostert's 31 years old, man. He's made it through, like... He doesn't teams. look 31, he's, though. He, looks yeah, he doesn't damn look 31, good. but he's made it through, like, two seasons in his whole career. I believe in him. I have him on a lot of teams, too, but a- A-Chain is probably the way to go with how things are trending.
0: What do you think?
1: I mean, you see rookie running backs, and it's like the first couple weeks, Tyler Algier getting taken care of from Bijan and stuff like that, but to your point with uh, with A-Chain, it's like if he's getting more reps with the starters in week three, and it's, it's trending upwards, I think we're going to talk about some other guys that are kind of looking like that, too, the Seahawks backfield in particular, but... That gives you a lot of hope. And obviously I saw our guy Faraz talking about it too. He's like, dude, like I'm not gonna say like what to put fab wise yeah. on A-chain, but like judge it for yourself, what you need, but he's the type of guy that like you need to take, you need to go get yeah. right now.
2: Well he could be because he could be like a, a league winner. He like, could I mean, easily be a league winner. Yeah. Like
0: there's so many there's always been stats, right? And I know you've tweeted this out a ton, that running back or rookie running backs in X amount of years have finished as like a total RB1 on the season, right? Oh, now, like man. usually you, you look at Bijan, you look at Jameer Gibbs, but Devin A chain is a guy that in one of the best offense, if not the best offense in the NFL, is someone that might be boomer bust right now, but like that boom could be so fucking high. And you know he's gonna get eight to ten touches a game and I'll take, even though it's not as much volume as you'd like, like what he can do, I was saying to one of the guys off the pod, it reminds me of a couple of years back of like a Tariq Cohen, yeah. where Tariq Cohen, you, you played him as like your RB2 and you knew he was going to get touches. You knew he was electric with the ball. So the ceiling was so goddamn high with him, but you didn't know week over week what you were getting with the floor, but you were starting him no matter what. And obviously this is a better offense than that well, Bears well, offense. The craziest part
2: about it is the fact that like, he's like, the only thing that really scares me about this is how tiny he is. So yep. like Devin on a chain, like waiting, there's like 189 pounds. Mm-hmm. There's never been a rookie running back that weight to finish top thirty, like since That's two, since two thousand. Like the best finish for a running back under two hundred pounds was like the running back thirty three, and it was like James Cook last year. That's so like they, like just like the guys that are like this early in their career like don't tend to hold up. But, dude, how could you watch A-Chan and, like, not be like, I want to, like,
1: have this guy in every single team? Like, he looks like he could score 50 points every single week. Well, you're the guy that was comparing him to – well, you weren't necessarily one, but you were – obviously, that's all you talk about is the Dolphins, so I should have known. But you were comparing (laughs) him to Chris Johnson in terms of just, like, size and and speed. Now, Chris Johnson was bigger than him, obviously. He definitely was pushing 210, probably. At least. But, uh, yeah, the speed, he's exciting, bro. He's exciting. And I think he's actually – I don't like the comparison to Tariq Cohen because I think – He's a lot more... I'm only talking fantasy like what he is right now. I'm not saying like as a player. I'm saying just like...
2: Coming out of nowhere. Because it's like you
1: say, it's volume dependent. Like if he starts getting touches and those really do go up, bro, it's... It's, it's really exciting to see. You just hope that his size but he doesn't, doesn't get him to. hurt.
2: Like he, he could be productive about 10 touches a game That's because he's electric and he's on probably what's the best offense in the NFL so uh, far. Is, absolutely. Did that without Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle's out there. Jalen Waddle runs a lot of deep routes yep. and just open up the field more for A. Yeah. So like similar to what we saw with Raheem Mostert the first couple weeks. Like, he doesn't need like 15 or 20 touches a game to be Older. productive. If he can get 12 to 15 for the whole season, I don't see how he's not a top 20
0: running back. The way I break it down is like, so they're out of the Jonathan Taylor sweepstakes. Obviously now you've seen, not only has Raheem Mostert been able to play at an elite level, but obviously Devin A-chain. You have Jeff Wilson coming back from IR. Obviously Salvin Ahmed, who was the RB2, was hurt. And so that's where the opportunities came from. I think Devin kind of goes into that pass-catching type role right out of the gate, which Salvin uh, was in. But I think you can't discredit what Raheem Mostert's doing. Raheem Mostert currently has more touchdowns this year than sixteen NFL teams. He's had, uh, I oh think, wait, he, really, he, yeah, he's had, I think, he's six touchdowns on the year right now. So that's crazy. I'm not gonna sit here and say that. I get the 31 years old. I get the yep. injury history. I'm gonna try and sell Raheem Mostert while you can right now. But I would also, if I have Raheem Mostert and Devin Hain, I'm saying which one do you want, and just letting the dice roll because as much as I want these guys on my team, yep. there's nothing like selling high on a guy where. You're just looking at those numbers.
1: Well, who's yeah. more likely to replicate that performance? That's the real. I think question, Devin. Right? I think. I don't De- know.
0: I, here's why I'll say Devin because I kn- look. You drafted him, right? You drafted him in the third round. The video of Mike McDaniel when they drafted him was celebrating, like the, he yeah, wanted yeah, this he guy. Decided. He targeted this guy. Yeah, so yeah. they're they're going to give him touches no matter what. With Raheem, the issue is can he stay healthy? So I think Raheem will remain the RB one on the year, but Jeff Wilson overtook him last year. Yep, and the surfing.
1: Oh, I thought this was the... Well, re- he does. Mostert. They do that sometimes, oh, but the, the surfing. Surf. Yep. Nice. They did yeah. the
0: conga line this week. Nice. Um, I saw that. I think, like, if we're looking at rest of season, I think Devin's the closer one that could replicate a 50-point performance, but Raheem Moser is someone you can't... He's more both- likely
2: to be reliable for the whole year. Exactly. I think that's that's the thing, is because, like, he's had two seasons in his career where he played double-digit games. He was a top-20 fantasy running back both times. Yep. Mm. Like, he's, like, when he's, like, healthy and he gets through a season, he's actually really, really mm-hmm. good. He was
0: amazing in San Francisco. Like, when he was healthy. Most yeah. are just RB1 in fantasy right now. So I, I'm not sitting here saying, like, expect that. But I feel like it's you You could, as of right now, especially with Jeff Wilson out, consider him. You have to in RB1 in fantasy.
2: Have to. Yeah, there's no there's no doubt about it. He's going to be until proven otherwise, because he's done it all three weeks so far. Mm-hmm. I mean, number one, it's nobody better.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, for me, as a Dolphins fan, it was exciting. I see all the comments. As a reminder, this is Alex Caruso. If you don't follow Alex Caruso on Twitter, make sure to go check him out. He just had 100,000 followers tons of fantasy help. He's going to help you in your league. He answers a lot of his questions. He also has a, an email newsletter where he's helping you with prop bets. And if you do want to get in on any bets, make sure to go to gameday.com/promotions to find all the best DFS offers and betting offers as well. I see all the comments. We're going to get to the comments at the end of the show. But another big person that I want to talk about who had a massive day, who's currently I think like one of the best wide receivers on the year, Keenan Allen.
1: Keenan oh, Allen went off for
0: 45 fantasy points and he threw a touchdown as well. What do you make of Keenan Allen rest of season? Obviously, uh, Mike Williams goes down. What are your thoughts on Keenan Allen's day? Well,
2: I know like a lot of the people, the, the fantasy gurus out there, like we're all in on Keenan Allen. I loved Keenan love Keenan Allen, them. especially because they, they brought over the Cowboys offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. Yeah, fuck and them. they said that, <laughs> that, that, fuck that Keenan Allen was going to play the CeeDee Lamb role in this offense. That's exactly what we've seen. When we saw Keenan Allen get 20 targets this mm-hmm. week, and I think a lot of people generally think in fantasy, like when the wide receiver, like Mike Mike Williams done for the year. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think that, okay, like, Keenan Allen's not going to be as good. He's going to see more coverage. No. The way wide receivers work, you have to cover everybody in the field, like the more guys that are injured, the better it is for a wide receiver because he's just going to get the ball even more. He's already right. seeing it on like over 30% of his snaps right now. He is going to be like a locked in top five wide receiver rest of season. Woo! Just because of how That's good this hot. offense is, how good the C D Lamb role is in this mm. offense, mm. and just the fact that they're not going to be giving me. the ball to anybody but Keenan Allen. Let's go with Quinn Johnston. Quentin Johnston, like they he's just, you know, it's a rookie. Like rookies take a little bit, take a few yeah, big games. Okay, receiver. like if we're talking about Quentin Johnston versus Josh Palmer. Because those are the two guys right now that everybody's talking about. If you need someone right now, I think Josh Palmer is probably going to be the guy for the yeah. next two or three weeks. But Josh Palmer's never really broken out throughout his yeah, whole career. So if I had to bet on someone for the full season, they've talked about how they had huge plans for Quentin Johnson all offseason. Yep. So I think season long, he's probably the guy I'd go for. If you need to win right now, if your team's 0-3 in fantasy, I'd probably go Josh Palmer. 100%. I
0: mean, look, I, there's a re- I, I said this again. There's a reason the team drafted Quentin Johnson. They didn't rely on Josh Palmer as their wide receiver three, right? So he's going to get the opportunities... Mike will is bigger, like more built, but similar size, right? Like they're both Very like similar. Wait, Johnson, yeah, I feel like Williams? he's also tall as shit. Oh, he's right? six four. Yeah, he's like six, four fourteen he, thirty. He's, he's a monster. Your, your height. He's oh. an alpha.
1: Now. he's 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 an alpha guy. But again, like receivers take a while to adjust, especially as rookies. But uh I'm just you know Texas guy, so of course, think. yeah, yeah, sure. And Dynasty, uh, it, makes me, it makes me happy because, you know, he might, he might have a brighter future, obviously, especially getting some more playing time in his rookie year. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think if you have to, and you began to allude to it, if you have to add one person or spend fab money on either Quentin Johnston or Josh Palmer, which is the one doing, which, which one are you putting money down on? I feel like I'm like a
2: scared money don't make money. You always got to chase upside when it comes to fantasy football. So I'm going Quentin Johnston. I think like that is the fastest way to lose that is probably Quentin Johnston. But like most people that play fantasy football are playing in a league with either 10 people, 12 people, 16 people. Like unless you're playing in an 18 league, like I'm going for the guy that is going to carry me to the championship. Quentin Johnston is that guy that can allow you to beat 11 to 15 other people. Josh Palmer is just not.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yep. Josh Palmer might give you, like you said. These next two weeks might give you yep. some value. So if you need a wide receiver right now, sure yep. you can go with him, but you're not going to spend any sort of fab money on someone you might drop in three weeks.
2: Well, even Quentin Johnson preseason, when he yep. was on the field, like he was getting like a ridiculous target rate. Like he was getting targeted on like 30 percent of his routes in the preseason. Like he was seeing the freaking ball every single time he was on the field in the preseason. It's the yeah. yeah. same Close. thing's going to happen when He's he so sees snaps. Good. He's explosive as hell. So
1: yeah. good. It's just he just got to fine tune. Yeah. That's all it is.
0: Yeah, I would probably I would I would aim to Adam. We're gonna go through waiver wires at the end, so um, if you are questioning how much money to spend or just really who to target, we'll go through that at the end. But another person that had a big day, right? These are obviously we're recapping people that had these monster performances. Someone I want to talk about is Kenneth Walker. Now you tweeted out something about Kenneth Walker, and we will get to it in one of the segments on this podcast. But Kenneth Walker had 30 fantasy points. So what is his obviously Zach Charbonnet's role has been increasing, but what? Do you make of kenneth walker's uh big day i mean he's he's one of the best running backs in fantasy right now
2: well, kenneth walker's been phenomenal and that's right. like what he should be they're giving him a lot of touches and the team's been playing really well like mm-hmm. i think that like he's been really productive i just worry about the season long because like again kenneth walker's the running back three right now yeah. everyone understands that but last week in the third quarter of the game like he had like 11 carries for 15 yards yeah, it's not mm-hmm. efficient at all like like that's who he's been like last year where he had these huge blow-up games yeah where he looked freaking awesome but then there's other games where he, like, just does not look like that good of an NFL running back. The highs back. were high, the lows were low. Lo- exactly. Yeah. And, like, if you're an NFL team and you are competing for a Super Bowl, like, they're a playoff, they're like a borderline playoff team last year. Right. They're going to be really good this year. Yes. Why would you draft a running back in round two when you have other needs if Kenneth Walker is really that guy? Because that's what because they he do every single year. can
0: yeah. Carroll does it. I don't I mean, like it. Year after year, they've drafted someone. I think the stat was, like, within the first... Three rounds or four rounds they've every, every year insane. since like 2010 they drafted a running back. It's wild.
1: But I agree, I agree with you. I mean like Kenneth Walker is
2: explosive But, but He's there's like, lightning in a bottle. But like that that like that like speaks into exactly what I'm talking about. Where it's like yes they draft a the running back every single year. But like name one running back outside of Marshawn Lynch that was really the guy for more than like two years there. It's true. Uh, that, that's that's the problem with Kenneth Walker, Chris Carson yeah like, like come on like there's a seventh man. round pick that wasn't like one of those super high drafted running backs like instead of unless marshawn lynch there has not been a running back to yeah, be the right. lead running back in this backfield
0: more than like two years so what are you doing if you own yeah. kenneth walker sell you're, you're simple you're selling high. sell
2: yeah i'm selling high i'm selling for someone really good like i'm like i'm trying to sell him for like Bijan robinson right now mm. if you can
0: well, well you'd probably or have to tony buy- pollard yeah. tony pollard would be the but you probably have runner. to package him with someone to do that well, for Bijan, probably for Bijan, probably, but
2: Pollard, I don't know. See, Pollard, Pollard doesn't have uh, the touchdowns yet. Yeah. Oh, oh, how about Austin Eckler?
0: Really, you would do that? with I you would trade the him for spray? Austin
2: Eckler instantly. Mm. I know that Eckler is going to like. He's going to come back week six, but he should be fully healthy. They're giving him extra time to get back. Like I would do that for Kenneth Walker right now because Zach Charbonnet, the backup, has gone up in snaps every week.
0: Kenneth Walker has gone
2: down every week per touch efficiency. Charbonnet has been better.
0: So what? So you. In terms of like rest of season value, where would you then put Kenneth Walker? Would you just keep him at like, obviously right now he's an like, we can't react and say all these guys are RB ones for the year, but obviously right now he is a top 12 running back. What is his rest of season value knowing that Zach Charbonnet's role is increasing?
2: I I think right now he's like a top five running back. So I can't be like, oh, he's going to be like outside the top 30. Like, no, I'm not saying he's just going to fail and like not be productive. Like I think right now for me, like he's like a board, like a top 15 running back. I see. Like I don't have him as like one of the elite guys that he's shown. Mm -hmm. So if you can get an elite guy for him in a trade, otherwise hold on to him. He's still going to see a role. He's not going to magically like poof. You know, there goes Kenneth Walker. He disappears. But at least as far as right now goes, like, I think that you can sell him high for a really good price. But he's still going to be pretty good all year. And that's what people mis- misconcept.
1: You know, it's funny because you look at the efficiency rates and everything and everything's pointing towards Robin a, But the Seahawks fans in the comments and I saw it like. In we these, just got a comment tweets, from a Seahawks fan, yeah. Yeah, they're like, no, nah, you, you didn't watch the game. It's not all about the stats and stuff like that. Now, I actually didn't watch the game. <laughs> but i mean you mentioned what was it like 11 carries 15 yards at some point like kenneth walker had yep. so is it like did you watch that game
2: i did
0: not
1: like we great. had it on in red zone and it was yeah, like i, I
0: had,
2: I had red
1: zone on i so watched. So yeah is it clear because i think kenneth walker's one of those guys you mentioned it i mean like and you do like he's landing in a bottle he's explosive as hell but that's what you got with him. He's not a great right pass catcher. Well, well, like like take last
2: year for example. This is like the most Kenneth Walker stat of all time because I think he had like well, he was like a top five running back mm. in terms of like runs of like over twenty yards yeah. last year. Kenneth Walker was the number one running back in the NFL in percentage of runs that went for one yard or less. Oh wow. <laughs> It was forty three percent of his runs. That's crazy. So he was like extremely just boom or like Kenneth Walker is awesome. I'm not saying that. I didn't even think about that. That's crazy He runs like one of those people that is either like an all or nothing run every play. Like forty three percent was one yard or less.
0: Mm. That is not great for a running back. When I look at the the them two together, Kenneth Walker is obviously the more elusive back. Zach Charbonnet is the power back there. I. I don't know, though, if I... Like, I'm not going to sit here and say Zach Charbonnet, or at least I don't think Zach Charbonnet is going to take over that backfield. You drafted Kenneth Walker last year. No, he was the dope... I think yeah. he won well, the Doak Campbell Award when he was at Michigan State that final yep. year. So. Well, that's
1: my other question, then, is, like, all right, if you... Like, what do we make of Charbonnet
2: now going forward? I just think, like, just hold him. Like, if he's on your waiver wire, I'd be having him if you have an extra bench spot and just, like, see what happens. Like, Kenneth Walker is never going to, like go away yeah. and, like, not see enough snaps. Yep. Like, at, at best season, then, it's probably, like, maybe a little bit over 50-50 for Charbonnet. Like, that's yep. Charbonnet's best outcome. But it's a productive offense. They like to feed their running backs. But my problem is Kenneth Walker doesn't catch a lot of passes. Yep. He's yeah, inconsistent yeah. as a runner. And Pete Carroll or not, like, they like why draft a running back round two when this team could literally go to the Super Bowl The way start? I'd
0: probably categorize them, and I was just trying to think of, like, a, the best example, would be, like, a couple years ago, the Alexander Madison and Dalvin Cook. Where in fantasy, there weren't many outside of Zeke and Tony Pollard handcuffs where you're like, okay, if this person goes down, I know what this person's role is. I know he's going to have massive upside because there's no one behind that person. That to me is what it feels like with Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet. Now they're going to give Charbonnet touches, right? Tony Pollard got some touches. Alexander Madison might get touches here and there. Kenneth Walker is probably the person you do want to own. Right now, like I'm not, but that's the comparison I would make. Is that like you know, in a world right now where only Jalen Warren might be the only handcuff that you just are like, yep, I want to own that person because if this person goes down or he's gonna outplay him, there's gonna be a lot more, you know uh points on the board that's what it feels like with kenneth walker and zach Charbonnet.
2: and I mean, that's the other part that scares me is like a lot of people were talking about that like Ken, like charbonnet was getting like the valuable snaps outside the 10 yard line mm. like the two minute drill yeah. like the long down in distance where they're like throwing a screen pass which yeah. is like really big for fantasy like charbonnet is already getting those snaps yeah. and if he's taking away those ones like all kenneth walker has going for him is like the goal line carries yes. well but that's valuable so it's valuable. valuable. so
0: high on Kenneth Walker's. That's all I'm short. saying.
2: I'm not saying like Kenneth Walker's gonna die and he's yeah. like never he's gonna be Eddie Lacy and oh, out of the man. NFL in two yeah, years. Lacy. But like I just oh. don't think that like he's the top five running back that people are making him out to be. Makes That's sense. fair. That's all.
0: As a reminder, Alex Caruso here. I keep saying it. We see all your comments on Twitter. Make sure to go f- check him out on Twitter. We're not going anywhere, so go check him out. See the great work that he's doing. And also go to thegametoday.com/slash/promotions for all the best DFS offers. A big one that it you know deserves some love is Sam Laporta. Currently the tight end two on the year, finished as the tight end one this week. What is Laporta's rest of season value? I know like there's been this whole notion that tight ends or rookie tight ends never really finished as a tight end one, but we also haven't had the type of rookie class that was yeah. this year, right? Like even Kincaid and Luke Musgrave's a borderline tight end one. What do you make of Sam Laporta's um, big day?
2: I mean, like the toughest part for rookie tight end is just getting usage. right? And that's like what he's getting right now is he's mm. seeing like one of the top five, like most elite usage roles. And that doesn't mean that he's just getting a lot of targets. Like it just means like when he's on the field, like like he, like rookie tight ends just never get on the field, yep. but he is early and the fact that he's seeing like that level of a role on a team that outside of Amon Ross St. Brown is no competition mm-hmm. for targets. Mm-hmm. Like Sam Port is probably going to be second on that team in targets when the year ends. Crazy. And if he, if he keeps that, he's probably a top six tight end. Cause like the tight end landscape is so oh, it's fucked. awful. Yeah it's, yeah. it's horrendous. So he is going to continue to be really good.
1: What do you think? Shit. Sure, I got a mad on that. I mean, I know you, we've been on the Laporta because you love his name and everything like that. I mean, the this, stats this, speak for themselves, but I think there's other tight ends. Yeah. Like you love Luke Musgrave too. Gave, yep. So I think like just keep an eye out for these uh, tight ends that could have an impact like throughout the season as well. And, and they're only going to start getting, they're only going to get more uses. So the fact that Laporta is getting that so early in the season, that's what's super impressive as a tight end. Yep.
2: I mean, how could you possibly fade a tight end named Sammy Ballgame? That's, a, That's his nickname, a nickname? Sam, Sammy, Sam, Ballgame? Sammy Ballgame. I
1: like, we would just go with Sam
0: Laporta, just a straight <laughs> Iowa <laughs> man, you know? Yeah. I think though, when I look at these tight ends, so many people, and I saw a comment down on here that said, should I uh, trade George Kittle? And we could talk about that in a second, but when I look at the tight ends, like you mentioned it, it's such a, like, it's a lawless land, right? Like, it's Kelsey and then everyone else, and still Kelsey, now granted he missed week one, but nah, and fine. he will be fine, but... You don't trust Mark Andrews. You don't trust Darren Waller. George Kittle has always been boomer bust. Like, what do you do in the tight end situation? Sam Laporte is a guy like you're going to set it and forget it. Luke Musgrave, even still, is probably a set it and forget it if you have him because this you you've alluded to it. It's about the usage. It's about the playing time. All these rookie tight ends are getting their fair share of time, and it's only been three weeks. So when I look at the Sam Laporte situation, you're obviously holding. I'm not trading him, unless you're like, fuck, let me go try and get Travis Kelsey and pair him with someone, trade Sam Laporta and someone else for Travis Kelsey, but you're feeling good if you're Sam Laporta, but I actually think it makes more sense for the rookie tight ends. Um, it's beneficial for the rookie tight ends, this Sam Laporta usage. That's, that's how I see it personally. So by
1: the end of the year, where could he kind of be in that tight end range? Because like you mentioned the tight ends being boomer bust, like Mark Andrews, even a George Kittle. I had Dallas Goddard week one, zero touches, right? Like zero they didn't even get the ball and so a guy like sam laporta like if he has it continues you know to have this kind of year by the end of the year or going into next year you say top six like what type of guys is he could he be in front of
2: like next year i think he could be like a top three tight end like the highest yeah. the highest finish for a rookie tight end ever is the tight end four there's never been a so rookie, you think he could who, break which that. Is, do you know who that I, was uh off the top of my head i want to say it was jordan reed but i might that that might be that might be wrong kyle pitts was number five so kyle pitts is right up there yeah i mean yeah he's not been great but like he that he was like the second highest tight end finish ever for a rookie Um, but i think that like next year he could be a top three tight end like like he got so held back by his offense in college and people never talk about that that he played on like the worst college offense in the entire nfl and he was someone that a lot of like the fantasy guru people were like,
0: oh, if this guy like yeah, just yeah.
2: ends up in a role where he plays really good, like he could be asked for fantasy in like two Look, weeks. Look, we saw
0: like, TJ Hawkinson, right? Yeah. When well, he did it and, and they obviously traded him away. Yep. But I keep, the, the only thing I keep thinking of is like Sam Laporte is great. But if you have any of those rookie tight ends, even Dalton Kincaid, who like, yeah, he didn't have Manson a great bro week. Him, he had, bro. <laughs> but he had, he, the first two weeks he was trending up. You're going to be in, like, it was, they were blowing out the Commanders. So, like, in a game this week where, like, you're likely going to have to throw against the Dolphins a lot more, it's going to be a high-scoring game. I'm curious to see Dalton King's yeah. usage, but you got to feel good about these rookie tight ends is really my point when I look yep. at Sam Laporta. Yeah, totally. Um, I want to now move into a type of segment that you kind of brought up, which is overreactions and underreactions. Um, Kenneth Walker was really the first person, so I don't think we need to really go into Kenneth Rocker, Kenneth Walker, but... I want to see, like, are we overact- overreacting to these people? I'm going to throw out, like, a, a basic title. I'm going to throw out a basic hook, and I want you to tell me if we're overreacting or underreacting. Darren Waller being a bad fantasy player.
2: I think we are overreacting. I think he's been, like, the number one option for this Giants team all offseason, all training camp, and one preseason game. He was the guy. Like, the offense hasn't looked good, but when it does click and it can, you, people can give him more than three games mm. to, like, be productive, I think that he's probably going to be a top five tight end rest of the season.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah he's well overreact. I mean, we've seen what he's done in his career yeah. even when he's been once.
0: he's what? done it once he's had one good year twice two nah. years one and a half he finished top five twice okay and, but like and what's but health? when he's playing
1: he just, like when he's healthy that's like what he's I was gonna say the, the thing holding him back every is health year. Yeah, and yeah but that yeah of course I'm not saying it's talent it's, it's health well, look, I mean, I mean, there's nothing to suggest I'm like that he's going to – I don't know how many games he's going to miss this year because of injury. I can't look at that. I That's I fair. don't know. But when he's on the field, I mean, he's the guy for the Giants outside of Saquon. Saquon's not even playing these next couple of weeks. So, I mean, yeah. He'll have yeah to they, get don't, they don't
2: have a power wide receiver. Like, he's going to be the guy. I mean, he's had seven and eight targets, like, in weeks two and weeks three. So, like – they're giving him lot. the ball. He just like has like what other tight ends are seeing seven or eight targets outside of like Travis Kelsey. Martin no, absolutely. Andrews. I don't know, man. Give Dallas
1: seven Goddard them, them targets, though. I yeah, twenty
0: nineteen and twenty twenty. He had one hundred seventy six points and then two hundred and twenty five points. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, man. Yeah, yeah it's just like He's really good. When man. I look at it, yeah, it's it's tough, man. Like I, I, it's never been about talent. He's been talented, but I think I worry about the health. I worry even, like, if he's someone that can carry the load. Like, he benefited from even, like, Hunter Renfro was who was fucking there. Like, he benefited from being able to, like, have a Derek Carr who's going to force feed him. Like, I don't know if Daniel Jones is going to do it. So, I'm not saying that we're overreacting to it, but I definitely don't think if you, you drafted hate him. him... You could
1: just say you hate him. No, but
0: if you drafted him tight end four, like, in the fourth round, yeah. like, you're not going to... I just don't know if he's going to return on that. Like, you could have got Sam Laporte, Luke Musgrave, or any Dalton Kincaid later on who has... M- a very similar type of ability to get there. Like the tight ends, like we've yeah, but we have a lawless yeah, sure. land. All right, next guy. <laughs> um, Brees Hall's lack of points. Are we overreacting or underreacting?
2: Overreacting. Like feel like, like people are so ready to sell him. And like Brees Hall's washed, he had a bad game versus the Patriots, but like he, he's actually gone up in like his snap count every week they're starting to use him more and like people always are like well you know zach wilson's gonna like completely take him down but like he was really good last year when zach wilson was healthy like Mm -hmm. like when brees hall gets touches he's productive in fantasy football he had one bad game and a bad weather game versus the patriots but like he is going to continue to trend up in like all the injury people that i've talked to said that he should be fully healthy and like ready to go around like week six or week seven and that's where we could see full Brees Hall right into the fantasy playoffs where he's got some good matchups.
1: What do you got? I mean, I'm hoping he's healthy, but I mean, he had a bad game against the Patriots, he had a bad game against the Cowboys. And those, I mean, the Cowboys defense just got gashed, right? By James Conner and that Cardinals. So they're offense. exploitable. And it's, yes. And, and I know they're not at full strength. and there were some injuries there, but I'm kind of hesitant on him. Like I know, we know he's explosive and we know what he can do, but I'm not, I'm a little worried. Just because of Zach Wilson. Like, if it was Aaron Rodgers there, then I know they can spread the ball out. Like, the defense, they can't have eight in the box or nine in the box. Whatever they want to put in there. Right now, it's what you can do because you know Zach Wilson's not going to beat you. And so, I'm kind of, I'm hoping, if I have Brees Hall, I'm just hoping that they get another quarterback in. And it kind of opens up the offense a bit because right now it sucks. Uh, and, And I have a feeling they will because we talked about it yesterday. They have to. Have they to. have to. It's like Robert Sala's job. Solis job might be on the, on the line, line so you kind of have to. So that's I'm yep. hoping for that. But while Zach Wilson is quarterback, I I just don't love Brees. But they're going to bring somebody in. Yeah, like they're.
2: Like I mean, they brought is, they, to. To. they
0: brought Trevor Simeon in.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it, they're completely hopeless. Like uh, like they'd be better off just bringing in like the ghost of Carson Wentz. Like I, 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 agree, I think though. Nick
0: Foles should be the guy they bring in. Like, well, honestly, man. yeah, anyone they bring in will be beneficial for Brees Hall. I Agreed. truly believe. Agree. Anybody. I saw a video. Shout out, Joel Moran. He tweet or he made a TikTok video of Zach Wilson checking the play and like just set Brees Hall completely up for failure. Like they had the, the line, they had advantages on the left. He just checked it down. It was just a, the whole thing was a mess. Like and put Brees Hall in a bad situation. So I agree. I think we are overreacting to it, but I do think until they get a quarterback, it's not an overreaction. That's how, that's where I put it. I want to move into um, underreactions, right? Things that you've kind of mentioned. So. Um, i am curious on some of these as well um but are we underreacting to rashad white's elite role you love rashad white yeah, yeah, <laughs> You're the yeah. Biggest Rashad white yeah
2: i mean I'm, I'm definitely extremely biased but like rashad White seeing a role that like no one else was like I, I tweeted out last week that going into last week and this still holds true rashad white is the only running back in the nfl to have 100 percent of the goal line work and over 60 percent of his team's passing down work so that's saying is like, he's the guy they go to in the red zone mm-hmm. and he's the guy they use in the passing game, which are the two most productive things for fantasy uh, football. Yep, yep. He also is like one of like six running backs that's seeing like over 70% of the snaps. So like he's being used and people mm-hmm. keep talking about like, he's not good. He's not good. But like historically in fantasy football, like when guys average, like he's had at least 17 touches every game. When guys average that in fantasy football, it's they're come back. always productive because yeah. like volume is over everything. Like you can't beat volume and eventually you will produce. Yeah.
0: What
1: do you think of Rashad? Shit, I, sure. I got nothing to add. You I know better, he's been you better on the, not. You I know. Better not. You better not. <laughs> yeah. no, he's been on the Rashad White thing the whole time, But When I went to, we we were in in Canton, Ohio for the Fantasy Football Expo, and I remember you told me like before that that was, was Rashad White and James Conner. Yeah, because like, they
2: had volume. They had no competition for touches. Yeah. Like those were the guys that I was just like, these guys like no one is going to steal away from them because mm-hmm. like Rashad White hasn't been efficient, but everybody, but no one behind him has produced anything. Yep. Like every time Rashad White has been bad so far, whoever's behind him does worse. You will, You can't find a yards per carry better than anyone in Rashad White on the bus.
1: Rashad White is the greatest running back of all time. Facts, facts, facts.
0: just book. behind Devin Behind Devin of course. Naturally, right? And um, Rico Dattel. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he's better than Tony Pollard. Uh yeah, Rashad White, especially after last game, going up against an Eagles defense, feels like a decent buy. And I know you're all over that. Well.
2: Last thing on that, like he literally saw a 93% snap share against the Eagles and saw 91% of the passing down routes. Like no, like the only running back in the NFL that's done that is CMC. Yeah, that's crazy. Like no running back in the league is seeing that type of usage.
1: You can't argue with that. I got got another
0: one. Um, Are we underreacting to DeAndre Swift's expanding role? I think we are because like I think that a lot of people are like, okay Kenneth Gainwell
2: is going to come back, Kenneth Gainwell is going to come back, like they're not giving DeAndre Swift the touches. We've never seen it in Philly, but like for the last couple of years like all the, again, the fantasy gurus, we keep mm-hmm. talking about like like DeAndre Swift even last year like playing on a sprained ankle his entire year was like top 10 in like every efficiency category and what did we see the second he got touches in the Eagles? Yeah, he was really freaking good. And like even like in the Monday night game, like Kenneth Gainwell was not good. Like DeAndre Swift was clearly, but DeAndre Swift yeah. is hurtling guys on the field, yeah. and they're running Kenneth
0: Walker right into like two defensive linemen every play. I like, fucked up. I faded DeAndre Swift. I was like, you know what? I don't trust the health. There's too many running right. backs there. I fucked up. But he's like I better Miles Sanders hard. to me. I, I oh yeah. oh no, no easy, no yeah, easily, okay. easily. Oh, we
2: can agree with that. But Miles Sanders was like a top 15 <laughs> running
1: back last yeah. year.
2: I think DeAndre Swift finishes higher than a top 15 running back at the end of the season.
1: Dude, I've loved Swift since he was a rookie in Detroit, and it's always just been health with him. So forget health, kind of like we talked about with Darren Waller, then he's that dude. I mean, you've seen – Kenneth Gamewell was healthy last night, right? Yep. And he, he, still, he still put in the work. I, that, that first week, obviously, Gamewell had a big game. Second week didn't play because he was hurt, and DeAndre Swift went off. So then you could still say, like, oh, okay, when Gamewell comes back, you don't know what's going to go mm-hmm, on with this backfield. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you saw it last night, and DeAndre Swift is putting in work. And it's not even just Swift – it's that offensive line, which you're gonna trust. Yeah, like the type of the type of holes they were opening for more. Oh my god, Cars you a could car go through, through one of them. It's literally insane, and I've been talking about Jalen Hurts regression since before the season. That was an assumption, and it looks like he has it's factual been regressing. Now it's factual. Uh, not that he's bad or anything, but that's all to say that the Eagles, no matter what. No matter how bad that passing game can be, they can rely on the run game. And if DeAndre Swift is gonna be the leader of that backfield, then you're all right, like he's gonna be really good. I agree. I got one
0: one comment to make on that before we move into our last one, which is it's very similar to like a Devin A chain where like you just when these guys are producing at the level that they're producing, how could you make the argument to take uh, touches away from them. Right. So with Deandre yeah. Swift, like he looks like the best running back there. There's no scenario where they're outside of health where they're like, you know what? Kenneth Gainwell was more explosive yeah, he, and we should take, I mean, take Deandre
2: touches. Swift has a hundred more rushing yards than any player in the NFL over the last two weeks. It's wild.
1: That's yeah. That's like
2: a hundred more.
0: That's a lot than anybody. That's a lot like a single guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, last <laughs> no. but not least, are we underreacting to Zay flowers? Top tier usage completely Ooh, I, mean, people, like, I know you like people, that. that people <laughs> cannot get like Like Zay Flowers Like I, I got clowned
2: because I, I said that you know Zay Flowers can have an insane blow up game versus the Colts but like he saw 10 targets and he had 8 catches like yeah, yes crazy. it was 48 yards but like so he's on pace for 140 targets Jeez. go back since 2000 <laughs> mm-hmm. 96% of wide receivers to hit 140 or more targets like finish top
0: 24 better wow. oh Wait, wait, wait! Run it back. So, Zay Flowers. This this is Zay Flowers' stats. Okay, Zay Flowers is on pace for 140 targets. Going back to what? Two thousand. Going back to two thousand. Yep. Keep keep running through it. Ninety percent. Ninety.
2: Ninety-six percent of wide receivers to hit that number finish top twenty-four. Better. Take it one step further. Just Mm. hitting 140. Seventy-nine percent finish top twelve. Oh. Zay Flowers is him. Now, that's hard. That's hard. Zay, so Zay, so you, Zay, Zay Flowers is 40 him. 40% finish top five.
0: Woo! <laughs> so like, that's like, still a huge like, number. No, why are you doing it? Buy Zay Flowers. Buy Zay Flowers. Did I say it? Yeah. Buy Zay Flowers.
1: Yeah, sell, sell uh, Kenneth Walker for Zay Flowers. No, nah, maybe not do that yet, but. God damn. That it's, felt it's good. Crazy. The numbers crazy. So you
0: think Zay Flowers finishes as a wide receiver one?
1: Nah.
0: Top 20.
2: Okay. I think he finishes top 20. But I, he has legitimate wide receiver one upside.
1: All right, so let me ask you this because I think a lot of people are in a position like me where I have Zay, but I have other guys like like a Mike Evans and Zay. Like you saw all the targets in Week One, and we talk about with rookie guys all the time, whether it's tight end, running backs, receivers. You want usage, so you see the usage with them because they're gonna, these athletes. Like when teams are, as Adam like to say, manufacturing touches mm. for players, you know, like they they want to get their best players the ball, and so you see that with Zay, but. You're waiting on him, and he already has that kind of usage. But you know with Mike Evans, it's kind of like something consistent. And with Baker, he's been looking pretty good. Mm. So... If you're in a position like that where you're probably right now, you were questioning whether you put him in, in your flex. Now you're probably putting him in your flex. But if you have another guy like a Mike Evans or somebody in that realm, that ballpark, I don't have other guys off the top of my head, but there's other guys in that realm. Uh, how do you kind of deal with that situation?
2: I think the really simple tiebreaker for me in those situations sure. is like who is like the the number one for their team. So like Mike Wevin, Mike Evans or Zayfow, like Mark Andrews is still number one for the Ravens. Mm-hmm. So, like, based off of that, Zay Flower is number two at best. Like, okay, that would be my tiebreaker. Like, Zay Flower is still going to be really good. I'm not saying that he's going to be bad. I I think he's going to be awesome. But Mike Evans, the wide receiver one in Tampa. So, like, that would be the tiebreaker for me is, like, and then if you want to do a double tiebreaker, if they're both the number two, who's in the better offense? So, it's just Mm. where do they fall on the depth chart? Who's in the better offense? And that would, like, be my tiebreaker. It's a good way to put it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Zay. No, I don't like either of those. I mean, if you have been the better offense so far. Tampa or Baltimore? I think, actually, Tampa. Tampa. Tampa's been a better I'd offense to make for a wide a receivers. It,
0: but I think Tampa's been the better offense for wide receivers. Yeah, For wide Tampa. receivers, yes, exactly. That's, oh.
2: that's all it is. Not better offense overall, but I mean, like for their wide receivers. Yeah. Like Baker's, Rest is feeding, feeding. Baker's
0: feeding the top two yeah. wide receivers. That's all you can ask for. Also, to, to add to that, it's like, who do I think is going to find the end zone? Because I could, would I rather that's three, nine, four receptions yep. and a touchdown yeah. or eight? receptions for 60 yards and like yep. that feels Zay flowers good point the other feels mike evans but i do think zay's in for a massive year if you own him in fantasy i also think you could buy him right now
1: You totally uh can. dude it's crazy i was talking i was in, in talks with one of my boys in my dynasty league for about zay last night he wanted zay i was trying to get rid of like nico collins or something like that need a quarterback uh but i didn't want to get rid of zay and uh now i'm definitely never gonna get rid of him yeah for please do yeah don't um all right, when he's well, like 10 years retired, I'm going to hold on to him. I want
0: to move into our final segment before we answer a rapid fire on quick questions. There's 69 people in here. Hey, shout out. Um, waiver Wire targets. I'm going to throw out a bunch of people in these Waiver Wire targets. These are just people on my list. And I'm curious if I'm missing anyone, if you're like, that's the person you should spend your dollars on. Yeah. Um, but obviously, I didn't put every uh, you know aggressive one on here like like you would expect. But um, these are the people that I suggest adding on the Waiver Wire. And I want to know your thoughts uh, very quickly. Jordan Love. add. C.J. Stroud. Uh, don't add. Ooh. Devin A.
2: Chain. 100% number one add. Tajay Spears. Don't add. Ooh.
0: Tank Dell. Add. Joshua Palmer. Definitely add. Quentin Johnston. Add. Josh Downs. Don't add. Ah, And Luke Musgrave. Don't add. No!
1: Damn, he hates our guys, man. Yeah,
0: well, at all. Who'd I miss? Did I miss anyone?
1: In uh, the
2: only guy that I think you should be missing that's like owned in less than 50% of leagues right now is Roshan Johnson. I he's, feel like, well, yeah, but he's... But, like, it's 50%. Texas. I, I, mean, I, put it up, I was shocked when I saw that, that he's literally available in half leagues right now. He he's out owned, there. Yeah. Like, 2-2 Atwell, Roshan Johnson, like, they're not on your list, but, like, they're both guys that are owning, like, right about 50%, which is way too low. Mm. It's all, all I'm saying with that. Those are the main guys. Only other guy that's worth talking about because he's, like, a top 10 wide receiver right now Adam Thielen has been really oh, productive.
0: Yeah, I I, didn't, I don't
2: expect but I know he's 50% a, again. Like these are all guys that are yeah, somehow yeah. like, like maybe your leagues are just sharper than mine but Damn like right they're like these guys are <laughs> on right wires are. that that I am okay, in right, right now, now. Like it's it's not believable. But like I know that like other people, someone was saying to me today that Raheem Mostert was on his waiver wire last yeah,
0: week. Yeah, that, well, that was baton. They yeah. they got okay. they got bozos and bozos on that one. Um, <laughs> they, that, they, that league, that, yeah. they got some That's questionable. The what, yeah, they, they got a they got some questionable. The <laughs> CJ Stroud one for me, and I'll just make this on this last case for it. Jordan Love, I agree as an ad for me with Justin Fields. I think I'm still going to start Justin Fields because of the rushing upside. But there's not many quarterbacks on that waiver wire that you can target cj stroud you don't want to text in this quarterback but has been decent over these last i think he's had 20 plus pants fantasy points in these last two weeks so if you need someone and i need someone in fantasy so i'm I'm gonna add if you
2: need someone he's worth going for it's just like rookie court like the only rookie quarterback there's been four to finish top 12 in like the last decade Mm. and every single one was like a rushing justin fields type quarterback except for justin herbert yeah so like his best case scenario is him being justin herbert i don't think he has the weapons i don't think he's justin
0: herbert uh all right last segment we're going to do this in a couple minutes uh before we sign off um i'm gonna read out a bunch of these questions shout out to the people watching on tiktok right now um, i got a few tiktok questions and i just nice. want either yes or no or start or sit uh things to do so we're gonna rapid fire this pedro delgado said should i start tank dell or kyron williams this week kyron williams elite usage <laughs> i mean that feels very easy do i trade george Kittle? this is from j j s howard 24 uh, i would hold george Kittle as long as
2: as if christian mccaffrey debo Ayuk misses a game. George Kittle oh, is yeah. going to be phenomenal. If all four are
0: playing, things look a little more bleak. Quickly on the George Kittle, I think there's two tight ends that you could possibly own that could go for 40 any given yep. week. George Kittle, Travis Kelsey. Yep. Everyone else going to have a you know similar. ceiling Luke flow. Schumacher. And yep, yeah, of course. Yeah. And Jake Ferguson because the Cavender twins. <laughs> um, should I keep Garrett Wilson? have to I, I think like it's only a matter of
2: time till they bring in a quarterback yeah Gary wilson is like unstartable for me in most leagues right now Jeez. but he's found a way to be productive with zach wilson and they are going to bring a quarterback in and starting i bet by week six there'll be a new quarterback starting a hundred percent Unstartable
0: is crazy that's crazy kenneth walker for alvin Kamara. uh yes I would, oh. do, I would take alvin Kamara. same i would too i would definitely too just because they're Kendrick miller sorry i know that your guy hasn't been uh, it and, and tony jones is the guy Texas um this jones. guy said just trade hunter uh hunter henry henry for eckler or derrick henry for austin eckler bad trade what do you think if you got eckler absolute mega w trade anyone reading this should i trade for amari cooper titan central said that 100 percent trade I, for Cooper. i think amari cooper is a is a massive buy low right now yeah, i he's think he's handsome are, he's a stud oh he's very handsome on, yeah. Yeah. yeah um mike evans for calvin ridley good trade yes Yeah, I would like that. Better offense, better quarterback. Um, Damn, bro, you're hitting
1: on Baker like that?
0: I'm just saying. (laughs) What else? Last, but not least. Let me find one last question. Last question here is Mike Evans for Jonathan Taylor. Good trade or bad trade? Ooh. Again, we're chasing
2: upside. I'm going to say yes. I don't think that Jonathan Taylor is going to play for the Colts. I think he's going to get traded somewhere, but I do think that you have to bet on the upside of Jonathan Taylor. If it loses your league, it loses you. But
0: if Jonathan Taylor plays every game... After week four, you won your league. I think Jonathan Taylor's a massive buy, no matter what. Jonathan Taylor, even if he does go back to the Colts, Colts' offense is better than we think, Zach. Moss is having good fucking weeks together. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is is the definition of a league winner, a guy that people overlooked. People think he's injured. Adam Schefter said he could pass the physical weeks ago
2: and if he gets traded even better i'm just worried like the second that he gets a little bump on his ankle that he's going to want to sit down because he needs to get the contract but you're That's taking my- the upside you're chasing yeah it. you have to chase the upside i'm just saying like there is a lot of risk but again you're playing playing to
0: win last but not least sell low on jaylen waddle no i'll answer no. that for you don't keep Jalen waddle
1: better days are coming i would even buy him
0: um all right well hey that was a good episode there was a lot of a lot of value yeah. in there what we learned today felipe
1: uh, we learned that Kenneth Walker is absolute ass. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we learned we learned a lot of things. What what did we learn? I think what the, did no, we not learn? I think the
0: biggest thing that I'm taking away from this episode is Zay Flowers' usage. Absolutely. By far. Zay like, that, that's an elite day, type of role. And Rashad White. Come and on, Rashad White. Yeah, yeah, but go, can't, man, can't, but
1: yeah, yeah. if the you the Rashad want, stats and the Zay stats were
0: crazy. So, I'm going to go with those. 100%. If you want to go see more of the Rashad White stuff, more of the stats in general, and just Find a way to win your league. You got to go follow Alex Crusoe on Twitter. He is by far one of the best in the game right now. He's killing it. He just had 100,000 followers. Friend of the pod. Make sure to go check him out on Twitter. And also, any DFS offers, go to thegameday.com slash promotions. You're going to find the best ones out there. Um, But again, we'll see you tomorrow uh, for our cafeteria episode. Bye. Bye. The Caps Off Podcast is brought to you by The Game Day. Starring Adam Tabachnik, Felipe Fontes, Jack Parodi, and Matan Mann. Producers Ben Wolfen and Matan Mann. Don't forget to check out our social at CapsOffPod on Instagram and at CapsOffPodcast on TikTok. And go to thegameday.com for all the best sportsbook offers.